0: Calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast, or you can email us at Working Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out
1: our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast.
0: We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F O U R, the number's 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F O U R 82 Designs at F O U R 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to four82 designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs.
1: First off, if the light years look better than our first one. Also, the survived the washer and dryer, they look good, and they're good quality
0: nice and those stickers before paco chewed them up were amazing and luckily we'll be getting some more in hopefully before we start selling them to fans but that's f-o-u-r 8-2 designs fans welcome back for working fans saturday episode 44 this week we have a special comedy episode with friend of the show and guest dame fk if you don't know who this guy is you are fucking up welcome back fans Dave, how you doing? Fuck how you I'm doing? I'm doing all right, man. That doesn't matter right now because we have Fuck a man. I ain't you, <laughs> we have a man that has been on stage at the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles. He has rocked shows in his own hometown of New London, Connecticut. Like I said, if you're not familiar with this dude, you are fucking up. But I would like to introduce everybody to our friend Dame FK. Dame, how you doing today?
2: All well, right, guys Thank you again for having me. Can you guys hear me okay? Because they said I was yeah, we're good for a
0: second. Yeah, we got you good. We might have a slight delay, but me and Dave have worked with worse. Now, Dave, if you <laughs> want to start off with the questions, because sure. I've worked with Dave, I I know him fairly well. Dave is just meeting him for the first time, so Dave hit him with the first. one.
1: All right. So I guess the basic like question I think most people want to know. Dave, Dave is I like, can't hear
2: anything that Dave's saying. Oh, all right. Let me, right. See, let me um, see if I can maybe just
0: take my Bluetooth off. The Bluetooth. Oh shit! I'm I might have to be your interpreter, Dave. Yeah. Well, I was just one second, one you, second, one second. Uh, we
1: got course. you, bud. All day. All night.
0: Remember how back in the day, Dave, something like this, we would like freak out. Oh, yeah. People? We've had <laughs> right. enough issues where it ain't shit anymore. We no, just no, no, broke no. punches.
2: Let's try one more time.
1: All right, right. deep. All right. How can you hear me? How are we doing?
0: Can you Uh hear Dave at all? Can you hear us, Dame? Dame, can you hear me? Are you there?
2: Am I muted? I can't hear anything.
0: Oh, he can't hear anything. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Oh, Dame. My man, where we at?
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, he's muted. No, you're not muted, brother. Well, no. You muted him for a second? I muted him for a second,
0: and then I took him off mute to make sure I didn't mute him.
1: You want to send him a message in the thing?
0: Yeah, we'll take Dame out right now. Dave... You said you did watch the GCW show last night. Why don't you tell us real quick about the matches you saw at least? Dave, can you hear me?
1: Working fans podcasts. Oh, the man, they call Dave.
0: <laughs> All right. We are having issues like crazy today. All right. We'll just, uh, Tell us about the BCW show, because you Uh, watched more of it than I did.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll spoil some shit for you. So I I watched a little bit of it. Jacob Fatu and Dickerson. Fatu, I didn't know there were disqualifications. It looks like Fatu got disqualified at one point for uh, taking a piece of the ring and uh, bloodying up Dickerson. And then he just uh, kicked the referee's head off. And then, you know, people are interfering. Fatu's beating people up. And then Starboy comes in. And uh, he actually gets some offense on Fatu. But eventually Fatu catches him in the thing where he throws him up the air. Samoan drop. Looks fucking beautiful. And then Dickerson makes a comeback. He starts throwing Germans on Fatu. And then this guy, I guess Joe will probably be familiar with that. I'm not Juicy comes out. Big, big motherfucker named Juicy. And he comes out and he basically looks, he shoves Fatu down. Like he's trying to calm down. And then he just ends up taking out Dickerson and they both beat him down.
0: Nice. Well, that's enough spoiler. Yeah. a spoiler alert. <laughs> all right. because yeah, yeah, yeah. Our man, man,
1: man. has his situation.
0: Dame, you got us good now?
2: One second. <laughs> I love
0: um,
2: it. My man just texted me to just open it on a... Buh, 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 open it on another phone.
1: I admire this man's sure phone
2: taste. Oh, man. I
1: don't know what saying. My man's got it. a good phone taste. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Uh,
0: all right, he's figuring it out here.
1: All right. Let t- Professional, i will going to my bitch while I'm back here. Hold on. <laughs> here we oh. go. Oh, dames, okay. you're here there? No, we got, so You're muted. Oh, no. There's a mute there. But we well, I can see it. So is that on your end?
0: Okay, he muted himself at the moment. Oh, okay. Shit, we about to get stereo dames here. I'm going to go with whatever feed works.
2: All right, let me see. Because oh. I got two phones. All right, I can hear you guys.
0: Cool. You can. Yep. All right, excellent. So, Dave, hit him with that first question.
1: The question, which was <laughs> okay, yeah. So, Dave, who would be some of your influences? Like, who were people you listened to when you were younger that got you into comedy?
2: I would say I'm probably an amalgamation of like Jerry Seinfeld and Eddie Murphy.
1: Nice.
2: I know that's like a heavy ticket, but like, those are my two influences.
1: Did you grow up watching, like... like... Hold on one second. Go
2: ahead. This is, like, season one Seinfeld shoe. Like, this is what I wear on stage. No this shit. This the same, like, Nike that he wore in season one. Year, 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 uh, year current. This is not, like, a retro or some shit. Which, if you know, like, how small I am, like, I'm a little dude. So it's, like, harder for me to get, like, fucking, like, kids shoes. Because kids back in the 80s and 90s, they were actually outside. They were, like, running around, fucking them up, playing kickball, climbing rocks and shit. So like usually they're fucking torch. So like I fucking, you know, I had to search for those shits for forever and shit like fourteen hundred bucks. But uh, that's like the guy that I want to be most like and shit. So figure I would still. And little working swag. with Dame,
0: I can attest to his style because he always had on some kind of nice shoe, some kind of shirt that I'm like, oh shit, where did he get that from? Like Dame has a style, and when he told me Seinfeld at first, I was like,
2: oh shit. Yeah, I actually appreciate that because. Like, working at that job, like, ruined my life as far as, like, clothes go because I don't have work clothes. And then, like, I'm, like, I'm just wearing shit that I would probably wear on stage or, like, probably wear out. I'm just wearing it to work and fucking it up.
0: Yeah, and a warehouse will do that like, to I you. I was, uh,
2: pulling for a long time in um, the Raph Simmons Oswego's 2s.
0: Wow. Now, Dame, how is England like before? Shit. Have you ever been – have you been to England before?
2: No, this is my first time being out of the country at all. How's the food? The food is fucking terrible. Oh, no. This shit doesn't even make any sense. And then the, the ethnic foods actually good. Like the Indian here is super good. And then like uh, fucking the Chinese and the Japanese here is really good. Cause this is like a fucking like, uh, like a financial hub. So it's like a lot of those cultures come here and they trade and like you would get, I believe like as like the people become like more affluent in that area, they want like better food and better like like more authentic to where, you know, they're from and shit. So Indian businessman can come here and get like a decent fucking dish, but it's dummy expensive. And then like the shit these people eat, they just sprinkle baked beans all over it and then hope for the best, I guess. So <laughs> eating porridge, it's like yo, know, it really do be look like these niggas eating jail food. Like I don't know if you ever seen like what they feed niggas in jail, but like that's what they're eating and shit on a daily basis. It's fucking insane.
1: Holy
0: shit. Well, now what is the hardest thing to adjust to being over there? Is it the food? Is it the time? I know you said earlier that jokes hit different, and there's some punchlines mm. that just don't like translate. Yeah, sh- that was sh- don't work
2: at all. Like right now, my big joke is a uh, a bit about getting sour patch kids out of a woman's vagina, and then like which is. It's, it's fair. It's like it's it's pretty blue. It's crass. So it's like I'm working on that, and then like after the show, people come up to me and they're like, "Yo, we loved your stuff, mate. Awesome stuff." And uh, also, what the fuck are sour patch kids?
0: <laughs> wow, they don't have sour patch kids. They have no idea. If they
2: did, they nah, put baked beans like, on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. That's hilarious. But fucking like our food's illegal here. Illegal? Like, how you walk in New York City and people are like, "Yo, weed, weed. I got weed." Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah, food is illegal. You're not like this guy pulled me aside and was like, "Yo, I fucking I got what you need. You're American, right?" I was like, "Yeah," and he fucking showed me flaming hot Cheetos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when he opened up his coat. He's like, "I got the that flaming hurt. hot Cheetos." <laughs> oh my goodness!
2: Nah, he didn't have a whole overcoat. Oh fuck, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yo, jump, no pulls out a little I'm Milky Way. I, he's like, I, "You I'm like that, that chocolate, I'm right?" Feeling that. That's funny as shit. <laughs> Yeah, they and like sugar's banned here, so like every every all the candy has like artificial sweeteners in it. Uh, fucking that shit sucks. Like mm. I said, I'm fucking a Seinfeld cuck, so I have like an affinity to just eat cereal after shows, and there's like no cereal here at all. No. Like Tony the Tiger is like literally an outlaw, but fucking <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's whack because like our food level. And then even some of the shit that they're like, oh, you gotta embrace the culture. So I'm like, right, okay, what should I eat? They just lady tried to feed me cockles. I'm like, yo, I'm a
1: huh.
2: I'm a grown-up. Like, I'm not gonna just go for this shit. <laughs> Did, fucking copples. Have you been to any of the bars or nightclubs? Right now, where I stay in Dulston, I stayed in Shoreditch earlier, but where I stay in Dulston, this is like the lit area. So it's like there's 40 clubs and bars just on the fucking road. And I live right now in a flat right above a bar, an Irish bar. Nice. No, it's fucking terrible. These, now what's these, the? They be, find, they be find all types of stupid reasons to drink. These motherfuckers was down there watching a dart tournament on like sixteen fucking flat screens, going nuts, and there's not a dartboard in there.
1: Oh shit, that's gotta fuck your sleep up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I have not slept. I have not mm. slept so I've been. There. They gave me this tea, like kava tea, and it's supposed to like knock you right out and shit. But it just made me like super hot, so I'm mm. just drinking that.
0: Nice. Now, what's the tour you're on? Who are you with? It's just, just me, bro. Nice. Just that's gotta champ. be crazy to be able that's, to do that's your thing. Very,
2: that's a very inside baseball comedy question that like be burning me up when people ask me that because I'm like, you know, I'm dope up to just do it myself. But at the same time, it's like, nigga, how do you know that motherfucker? The dichotomy of comedy. How do you know that niggas gotta go on tour with other people and shit? <laughs> I hate that shit. But I'm I'm working on an album right now.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Damn, he's dropping the exclusives on us. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm nobody knows that.
0: I saw one of his last shows. I think I saw your last show in the States that you did at Hot Rods. And I got to know, have you ever been presented with a bill on stage before? Because when the dude I was sitting with is like, nah, send it to Dame on stage. I'm like, how the fuck are you going to hit him? He's got enough going on in this crowd tonight, and now you're gonna make him like look at this bill on stage. I thought that was wild. Oh no, I'm not hearing him now.
1: I was gonna say, I, gonna be...
0: I know this is where the gold's at.
1: I know, I'm missing the story. Yeah, we can't hear you, Dan. There's no snare in my headphones. Sorry. Flashback to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Uh, can't see what he's got there.
0: We can't hear
1: you. Dan's like. Hopefully Tartus. he can hear us. Yeah, he can hear us. He's like, I'm trying to broke-ass show. <laughs> 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 Poor guy. Out in England, eating baked beans, and he's got to deal with this.
0: <laughs> okay, Dame, you muted yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay, can we hear you now? Uh, I think we can hear you.
1: Yeah.
2: Up, yeah, yeah you got
0: yep, Yep, we can hear you now. So we missed everything about being presented with the bill on stage. Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was already in the throes of it because my mom was there fucking Drunk as shit, like making a goddamn scene. So I was just like, this is just happening. But
0: yeah, like, I've okay never that. seen a lady give the finger to comics on stage and be like, <laughs> you ain't shit.
2: Yeah, that's my mom. I, I heard better shit. jokes. It's so funny because you were like, I've never seen a lady. I'm like, who's he talking about? And he's like, you ain't shit. No, like, oh, that's my mom. Not a lady in any form. That is not a fucking, not a lady. It's not a repeatable woman. She's, she's never she been with should... family. So she like kind of chose that day to come. And, then, and I don't know. It just kind of me the wrong way. But as far as the bill goes, I made um I made a shitload of money that night. I made like two thousand plus dollars that night. So it was it was kind of like whatever.
0: But it was just funny the way like you got the bill on stage and you're like, how are you gonna get clam chowder? It's hot outside.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yo, He was just running it up. That, it really looked like he was buying groceries. I'm like, dude, some of that shit's not even at your table. Like for real, for real. Check and trust this thing on the way out. Because he was just never everything. Is-
0: yeah, they got a couple different types of wings. I'm like, oh, man, I ate at the fair before I came down here. I just came down to laugh, but... Oh, shit,
2: I thought you were in on that bill. That was two people?
0: Yeah, I mean, I had the beers, yeah. Oh, fair enough, fair enough.
2: You know, that's whatever. Like I said, my my business model, when I started this year, I, I sat down with my business partner. And he was like, okay, so you got to make, like, like money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you've done enough, like, of the craft work, like you have to actually transition into money and shit. So when I was thinking about putting, you know, fucking all my finances in a fucking row. I'm like, okay, I got to make my shows profitable and I got to make my shows also work for me in a sense where I can record the album and have like the material ready for the album. And then also I have to make sure that I can, you know, like live my fucking life. So what we did was we just found a bunch of 50 people venues and we just charged $20 tickets. It's just $1,000. And he was like, okay, I'm going to book you 150 of these this year. And then I've just been doing that. I think I'm like 40 of those deep right now. So when I did Hot Rod show, uh, it's, it was 65 people, $20 tickets, and then he pay, he didn't know I was gonna charge people for the show. He was just paying me a thousand dollars to do the show. I moved to another show I have in London to do the show because he won some type of fucking raffle. He took his entire staff to Disney World, so he like canceled the show I would have had beforehand. He was like, "I'll make it up to you." He gave me a thousand dollars. Fucking, I booked the fucking the gig. I fucking I probably I probably tell him too much. I hope he never watches it. Then uh, I just sold tickets for it. I was like, you know, I, I got the money already from it. I mean, what else can go wrong? And shit? I sold the tickets. I sold that shit out. I oversold it, actually. I sold about 75 tickets in 65-person room. So the $190, I think, fucking Mike and his uh, his lady spent shit, it was like a drop of the bucket. I was just really happy to do it. And I was so proud of myself that I had the money to, like, to do it. I was like, the plan's working perfectly and shit. And this is like a perk that comes with it, is you're able to kind of reciprocate the love and fucking support that the people around you are giving you you're able to kind of trickle that down to them and how nice
0: is it to do a show in your hometown because the view was was tremendous the restaurant was was great
2: it was hell that shit was literally hell i wish i could Uh. work you upstairs because that's where all the comments were saying shit but it's so hard to do comedy there because these people kind of like know me and that's a super small town it's a very small community You, you work there so it's like i see these motherfuckers later on like you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. If, if the show doesn't go good, like, they're just in shop right with me. You know, like, yeah, we fucking, we hate your guts. I feel like, like, like really like Krusty the Clown in my hometown. It's like, these people really don't be fucking with the comedy at all. Like, they came out to support, I was going on tour, and so a lot of them there, that was the first time ever coming to see me do anything at all. A lot of them. A lot yeah, of
1: them. So, so home field disadvantage, then.
2: Yeah, there you go. It's, yeah. it's, if you're a Mets fan, it's, it's it's being a Met in New York. hmm
0: Now, how tough is it to be the funny guy where you're at? Because I know at work, you were always hilarious. But sometimes, like, we wouldn't get your humor until you walked away. And we're like, oh, shit, that was funny as fuck. Like, the one night you were talking about, you were waiting for Tommy to use the N-word so you could own his job. And I'm like, that might be the funniest thing I fucking heard tonight. Oh, my God.
2: That's so fucking funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I don't know i was kind of fashion myself for being a little bit ahead with the, with the humor I, I, I don't even you know i don't really know how the fuck it worked out that i even have this particular sense of humor but yeah either get it or you'll get it that's that's how i feel about that mm.
0: yeah like you and me had a discussion about mel brooks and you talked about was it that he killed Le- leslie nielsen's comedy career well, we with killed, dracula dead yeah, and loving it
2: comedy career he murdered Leslie Nelson's comedy firm. Leslie Nelson was a fucking sensational act in the in the early 90s. I don't know if you guys know uh, Leslie Nelson, but like naked gun, police fucking squad, like that guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then he would do like the spoof joints and shit. And that's kind of in Mel Brooks's vein. Like that's a little bit brookie. And then so, you know, they hooked up together in the 90s to do, I think, uh, like Dracula Done to Death or something. And it fucking it bombed. It was the first time Leslie Nelson was like, you know, critically panned. Like people just didn't, like he never read like bad reviews of himself. Watch any just normal interview of Mel, of uh, Leslie Nelson. He has some of the best comedic acting timing I've ever seen before in my life. If you're like a Will Ferrell fan, you, you kind of, you can get some of that. Uh, there's some semblance there. You no,
1: know, Dame, I was curious. One thing we were talking about before, you were talking about having a business guy. At what point in your career did you have somebody like, you know, like, okay, you start looking at this more as a business? Was it right away or did that take some time?
2: Um, I actually had a, a, a landlord. Like, my landlord, he was just, like, really concerned of how I was going to make rent doing comedy. Like, he, was, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't really, like, apprehensive about the comedy. He thought I was, like, a drug dealer. And he was, like, <laughs> you know, here's this young... He's, like, he's, like, well, how do you have this money? And, like, you know, my parents have money. I don't have money. And I just didn't want to live in a property my mom owned anymore. So I was, like, I'm just going to just find some place. So I saved a bunch of money. And then I was, like, all right, I'm going I'm to go ahead and I'm going to fucking pay the rent out front. And I guess that's something you don't do you don't just show up with like 10 months rent and like cash and shit. And he was like, okay, what the fuck do you do? And I was like, oh, I just took, I just took like a loan against the trust fund. And like, I'm just trying to like make my bones here. And then that guy was like, um, I want to like make sure that you you're being smart with your money and also that you're being profitable. Like it's nothing to just pay your rent, but if you're not actually making money during that, then we'll be right back to square one. when you won't have this budget cash. So he was one of the people that was instrumental in that early on. He kind of like, um, let me uh, a couple of just different financial tidbits, and then along the way, I just I, I kept uh, reasonable relationships with uh, with promoters. Like that that's really the big the big thing with me. Oh, yeah. You walk outside of a venue, there's a guy handing out flyers to you for you to go in there and dance or smoke hookah or whatever. And I was like, oh, if I did comedy here, I could I could get that guy to do to do this, and it wouldn't eat into the business that they have. It's live audience still, but it's not it's not a it's not a rap act or it's not you know whatever the fuck they already have going on. It's not DJs or whatever. You could still make concession, and a lot of a lot of bars and clubs were receptive to that, and was, you know it just kind of funnels from there. Nice. Now, well, it's it's so weird that I explain this to you because that's just that's how you do it. You know right. what I mean? And now everyone's like, oh, you gotta have a thousand followers, you gotta do this, you know, like that. None of that shit even none of that matters. None of that shit works. Like it, it's something that kind of happens along the way It's collateral damage to me, but I I think that if you if you want to be like the guys that I would be like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, amazing businessman, amazing business model. Eddie Murphy, amazing businessman, amazing business model, and also super talented. Steve Martin, an amazing performer, a shameless self promoter. Like, you know what I mean? You, you kind of have to take after those guys. And nine times out of 10, you're reading those guys' biographies, they never bring up TikTok, not one time.
1: Sure. <laughs> but they're all, I think you brought up a good point, though, about the relationships with people. Like, that seems like it's so fucking key, right? Just having that relationship with the yeah, promoter. It
2: sucks yeah. because I'm, I'm like a huge asshole. And like, I'm like kind of <laughs> learning that here more than anywhere else. You can take that, bro.
0: That's yours. Go ahead, take it. As he's talking (laughs) about being an asshole, he's getting (laughs) stuck
2: away. Like no, that's no, 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 no. no, no. I'm gonna show you the video of what that is and shit. Let me see if I can do that while you're on the phone. Hold on, fast. I'm gonna show you what I'm giving him.
0: I gotta say, this is honestly like we've had good comedian interviews. Like, I thought Suitman, when he was talking about representation in comedy, he was great. But we got Dane breaking down the business of comedy. and Yeah,
2: I, I really hope a lot more local guys can kind of tap into that because, like, you know, that's where comedy lives. It lives locally. It's You think you're going somewhere else, and when you get there, everyone there is from there. You know what I'm saying? You get to Buffalo, they're supporting local comedy in Buffalo because you're there. And I think, like, local gets a bad incognition. A lot of guys don't know how to get it out the mud. And like, this is, this is how you do it. You go to the venues, you fucking, you you talk with the promoters, you work with the promoters, you work with the business owners, because at the end of the day, that's what we are. We're small businesses. Me, smaller than some, but you know, that's what you have to do to get ahead. You have to work with small businesses until you get to be a big business. That's anything. And that's what I gave that guy. He was looking in the trash and I'm looking, that's what I said you could have. That's why he was laughing.
0: I know I'm trying to find a way to send it to this thing, but I'm not going to fuck around with that because this
2: conversation conversation
0: is too good. Now, when did you come up with the idea of doing an album and the start to finish process of an album? How long is that going to take?
2: I'm here for a month. I'm in London and I just bounce around and do spots in London. I do usually like two or three shows a night. I have a residency at South Kensington Comedy Club, so I have to be there two times a week but I usually go, like, three. I'm doing some pubs. If I walk by and somebody has, like, karaoke, I'll just go in there and, like, I won't put a song. I'll just do jokes and shit. Like, people tend to love that shit. They're going nuts for that. Um, now, how
0: in England, do they respond well to surprise comedy? Is it, like, in the U.S. where oh, people go to, to a bar and, bar and they're I'm, like... I'm
2: a sensation immediately because of the accent. I don't have an accent, but they're like, like, oh, shit, he's American. And, like, they don't Get a lot of American TV. They get huge mm. movies and shit like that. But like they, they have a, like a real appetite for that shit. Like um, I think I have like I, I I've been, I've been chased, but I not I don't want to say too much. I want to actually show this fucking podcast to my girlfriend because I, I, love the setup in the back. You guys are actually, you know, fucking super funny. But yeah, I've, I've been, I've been a, a little splash of the a over
0: here. Nice. Yeah, you know I like to drop jokes when I can. And actually, I was talking to my buddy the other day, and he dropped a joke on me that I was mad I didn't come up with. So I'm just going to share it with you real quick.
2: You did that today with the fucking overcoat shit. I'm
0: using (laughs) that. We've been Uh, streaming on watching Malignant for a while. It's a new horror movie that just came out. We're going to watch it Saturday.
2: Well, the other day,
0: this dude tells me, he goes, hey, man, I had three grand mal seizures the other day, and I got to go in for an MRI. And his next fucking text was, I might be seeing Malignant before you. And I laughed so fucking (laughs) hard. I was actually mad I didn't come up with that because that's just one of those jokes that it catches you from like left field and you're like, holy shit. Did you just say what I think you said? Yo,
2: listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Malignant's not out here yet. And if you hear what you just said on the album, I apologize and I'll send you a check. Oh my God,
0: please steal it. Like I remember one time I popped you by the fucking dumpster outside of work because so i i went out at the end of the night
1: throwing plastic away with these dudes mm-hmm. and on, you what know talking about? D- D-
2: dave do you know what he's talking about like has he talked about work enough I, yeah
1: i've yeah, heard of the stories work? i know about a guy named red too who was like to, oh, <laughs> to, <shit. laughs> yeah, so. yeah you don't red. fuck with red Shout dave red
2: man, the red man
0: dave <laughs> called red booger red and red comes up to me one day he goes hey man i listen to your podcast who the oh, fuck shit. is Booger Red? Oh, and I'm like, oh, Dave oh, took some liberties. I read I get all. I'll re, I'll reel him in a little bit. There you go. You're a You're
2: both, You're, both you're both
1: I did not. I've not met Red, but once I heard that claim, I'm like, okay. Anybody who's willing to threaten me here, I'm like, he sounds like a guy I better like take heed to and just go. Okay.
2: Yeah, I would. I would have not have done that, but I, was terrified I got the entire time. I was there. I'm like, I'm glad he's on our side. Like, you never really know who's a white nationalist until it's too late. But I was, I was fucking, like, kind of feeling him out. And then, he like, you know, I think there was a Trump pin floating around the warehouse that people were using the sign. I'm like, who the fuck's Trump pen is this? Like, That's I got to find this guy. And I thought it was red initially. And then fucking, you know, he's a Bernie bro.
1: Dude, so I'll tell you, this <laughs> just reminded me of something. You said you don't know who a white nationalist. I remember I was, like, I'm 44. I was, like, in my early 20s. And this guy who was, like, a rapper, he's, he's working this little Hicks. <laughs> Voluntown area. Joe know about Voluntown and he goes up to me. He's talking to me, hanging on, talking to me. I'm trying to leave. I'm like, I was like, he's a good, nice guy. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I was going to get go. He's like, you mind sticking around for about a half hour till my girlfriend gets here? I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, not everybody in this town likes black people. I'm like, oh Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I'll stick around. That's
2: that's a little bit how it is out here in certain parts and shit. Like you do get like, oh shit, a black, and then like I'll have to like. Calm them down. Like, no, no, no. It's, it's fine. I'm from America. I don't have any guns or anything like <laughs> that. They
0: took everything I had when I got here. <laughs> All right. So back to the story about work. The first time uh. I popped Dame and I felt proud of myself because when you can make a comedian laugh, you're like, oh, shit, I got it. But we're <laughs> throwing away plastic. I'm helping these guys out. Dame comes out and he goes, we're doing this together like a family. So I threw the rest out. I finished Hold up. No, you didn't
2: sound like that. <laughs>
0: no, you didn't sound like that. I mean, it had your inflection, but, but all I remember what? is as I was
2: as I was saying, I didn't sound like that. I was like, I do appreciate you did not inflict the black sin right now, so I, I got to let that slide. That's funny. As yeah,
0: you. I mean, if you want me to throw it in there, I could do no, it. No no, 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 no.
2: Right, right,
0: so right. he came out like that, and I finished up. I was the first one, so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna make my like my dad and fucking leave. Oh
2: my god, well, yo yeah, son. James starts so laughing and so I go, No, it's good, all
0: right. Bro. He's dead. He didn't me. abandon that us.
2: Me. That sustained me working at that job. I did not want to work that job at all. Like I got coerced into working that shit. But yeah, that sustained me for like another month. I was like, yo, I can do I can, like I can do this shit. Like comedy's here, I can work on it, like it's not fun. Like I can still come in here and fucking laugh. Like, dude, we worked one of them shits so like four o'clock in the morning. I was like, Yeah, this is my last day of labor ever. Like this <laughs> shit.
0: Yeah, that stuff was tough, but I mean, when you got Dame looking at you like, Eddie Murphy, Kevin Hart, or that wasn't the comparison, but he would make you pick between a couple people. He goes, don't worry about it. I'll come back to you later. And then the whole night, I'm like, fuck, who do I like more? It was Jim Carrey movies, actually, because you're like, favorite Jim Carrey movie, and I'm like, Oh God! I don't know if you're gonna like right now on the
2: spot favorite Jim Carrey movie. You're gonna have an answer by the end of this goddamn podcast, and I want a favorite Tom Hanks movie too, you son
0: of a bitch. Oh, Tom (laughs) Hanks game doesn't play fair. He'll hit you with the one you think you got, and then he goes, "I'm about to embarrass you." Love this. You know
2: what? You know what? I think you blew me away with your Jim Carrey. I think you had um fucking I think you had Andy Kaufman's in there, or fucking uh the fucking spotless mind John. No, you got Truman Show. You got Truman Show. And usually, motherfuckers are like, "Oh, Jim Carrey, fucking The Mask, Ace Ventura Two, goddamn Phone with Dick and Jane." No one says Truman Show. That's just fucking amazing. It's one of my favorite films.
0: Yeah, it was Truman Show, and then it was like Man on the Moon second because you can see the poster behind me. You know this? Yeah, no, it. that's
2: yo, yeah. It was so fucking perfect. That's a perfect answer, honestly. to, to me, tell us
0: about it's your love of Andy game. Kaufman, real quick, because usually we talk wrestling on this show. Andy oh, Kaufman David is Dawson the perfect is, he's, mix he's the between best. wrestling and comedy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the best of all time. Well, you know, a, a lot of wrestling that we even grew up on. You find out like there's like you guys wouldn't know him, but there's like middling comedians that are like sitting in goddamn Greenwich writing this shit with fucking with Vince. Like they're writing the storylines. I, I found out all this shit. I used to listen to a lot of Open Anthony, I was mm-hmm. in high school, just so I could like know when people were being racist to me. So I was like, I have to figure this out. Like I gotta, I know, I need to know all the racist terms, all the jokes. So I listened to Open the Anthony. I would fucking go. I went to private schools. Like not a lot of black people to school. So I wouldn't really know when people were laughing with me or laughing at me. So I, that was another reason I, like, you know, fucking – I kind of went down to comedy rabbit hole super early. I was like, I need to know where these laughs are coming from, a good place or a bad place. But, yeah, fucking a lot of the wrestling that we grew up on, like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, shit like that, from the ad to there, was written by comedians that technically never made it.
0: Yeah, I think Patrice O'Neill might be the biggest comedian that is known to write for WWE yeah. outside of, like, Freddie Prinze Jr.
2: Oh, shit, I didn't even know about Freddie Prinze Jr., it's fucking amazing. Wait,
1: no, Oh, yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. is just Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. yeah
2: he loved amazing. wrestling. Yeah. Did not know that. Did not know that. Shit, man. I'm getting fucking schooled. God damn. Mm. He's man. a
1: martial art- artist, too. He grew up like, with guys that train Chuck. Okay, Morris Dave. Sure,
2: okay. That's just not, not a you. contest. God damn yeah, just like, you know what's going on? You're me on the spot
1: <laughs> I know. Dames
0: out <laughs> here showing out. And Dave's like, I'm about to feel that shot. just on the table. like, oh, you don't know anything
2: about that? like, all right. I get it.
0: <laughs> now Dean, we've had you on for a half hour <laughs> it has been a great talk I when you get, get back time. to the united states we got to do this live we got to do this out of Yo, our listen, head.
2: listen 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 book the venue i'll sell it out well, it's a fucking thousand dollars three-way split let me
0: know well Ooh.
2: all right all right dame's working. about to have us hey, in his is, dms there's another thing there's another thing my business manager has told me to be cutthroat like as soon as you see an opportunity see if people are bullshitting you or not because there's probably money at the end of that nine times out of ten they're bullshitting themselves and if you give them a little bit of initiative or if you challenge them on it if they're any type of real man they're gonna kind of walk down the line with you They're like you know what I'm pulling the trigger on this because you said it not me
0: oh shit Dame called us out as men Dame. I mean, when this him dude him. lands in the states we're about to have to
1: hey, he already like, called my dick out I'm like
2: kind oh, of already like let's do it <laughs> fired right up by the I way think, i think it would be dope if you if you if you want to sit down with somebody that like knows comedy i do not know as much wrestling let's book like two or three wrestling guys too but um I'll, I'll make sure that it's a it's a fun show i'll make sure it's profitable i'll do some time up top you know whatever the case may be
0: god if only we knew somebody that did wrestling and comedy we yeah. would get to the next level <laughs> that's just a joke, Inside joke. and he's not here today uh, so we shit on him. Okay, no, yo, you're you're
2: yeah, I was saying, wasn't there three of you guys? I thought this yeah.
1: was gonna be a fucking gangbang, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, wait, is that the gangbang or is that the uh, never mind? <laughs> <laughs> but Dean, before we let you go. Wait, 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 more... wait, before we let go, oh, the man geez, challenged me. Me, myself, and Irene
2: oh Oh, my god
1: oh and sleep was in seattle i was a sucker for that romantic comedy with niggory oh shit dave you
2: just knocked the fucking ball god damn it god damn it dave We didn't give (laughs) you all that for this
1: (laughs) should have just stopped at me myself and irene fuck
2: Fuck yeah you should definitely stop me myself and irene shit
1: (laughs) Uh, I like to take way. people on a journey. Goddamn. Right. Well, this has way. been a no, fun no, interview, Dame. I, I appreciate
2: the emotional post. Oh, Joe, Yo, thank you so much
1: for having me. I love you. Yeah. Next show, all the
2: drinks from
1: on me, man. Dude. Oh, that's it. We're out. Oh, no. He's out. Okay. Guys, fuck... that, that was... That's how you end it. Hand on top.
0: <laughs> Dave, what, was that shit? Was that's got to be one of the most fun interviews I think we've had on here.
1: That was good. I got to get out of here, too, though, because my phone's dying. I got to interview it, too. So, guys... Working fans. Joe, finish up. Love all you right, guys. fuck all y'all.
0: I'm going to Farm Aid next week. We will talk to you later.